What is up, people? You are listening to another episode of the Imperial Broadcast. I'm your host, Shamari Stewart, joined, as always, by my co-host, Kendall Stewart. Kendall, what is up? What's going on, Shamari? We uh, we have a lot to get to in this week's show. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, obviously, this was, this was something we, we didn't have a show last week, um, no, you, know. you know, for episode four, uh, but... Most of that would have been just us previewing this week's episode anyway, uh, so I'm glad we Probably, can kind of yeah. get to the chase and get to uh, what we talked about two weeks ago, which we expected to be one of the biggest episodes, if not the biggest episode of the season, and boy, did it not disappoint. You know, this I don't know how hype, I don't know if I've been more hype for that episode than I have with anything Disney Star Wars so far. I mean, you've had, you know... The other scenarios or the other situations where I've been that hype in the Disney Star Wars era, you know, I mean, you think about, um, you know, this earlier this year with the Clone Wars, you know, mm-hmm. and that finale, that, you know, four part movie event, we kind of yes. knew that that was going to be crazy. Um, you know, we, we think about some of the moments in Star Wars Rebels where we knew it was going to be crazy, you knew Darth Vader was showing up and all the different other stuff that happened. Yep. Um, that was exciting. And all those situations were big in terms of hype. Uh, and then, you know, you had the movies, you're, you know, obviously mm-hmm. the sequel trilogy, pretty much all of them, uh, particularly, I think one and three or six and nine or seven and nine, I should say, oh, six. um, <laughs> <laughs> um, shout out to Kashi, uh, six, <laughs> six, nine, <laughs> but, um, and then also like Rogue One and Solo to a lesser extent, but of those, of those, you know, moments that where we've been hype, they haven't all lived up to the hype. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'll say Force Awakens was a success, but I don't know if it was a, you know, was a slam dunk knock out of the park, especially when you look back, back at it in retrospect, knowing what we know now about the situations, right. about what the stuff they teased. And then you think about, um, obviously the ones that did live up to the hype, I would say are, uh, a lot of those episodes of Rebels that we were excited for. Um, mm-hmm. I would say the... Uh, Clone Wars from earlier this year lived right. up to the hype, especially the finales. And I would say this week's episode lived up to the hype. Mm-hmm. And the common denominator, there's a common denominator between all three of those properties. And it's the guy at at the helm. It's the guy driving the bus, and that's Dave Filoni. So we'll talk about Dave Filoni as we get into this review, Shamari. Yeah, but we're going to be talking a lot about him. You know, I know, you know, you had some takeaways from uh, last week's episode that you want to get into a little bit. Obviously, this is all spoilers uh, from this point forward. Um, we have episode four, which was entitled The Siege. Um, we won't spend very much time on this, but, you know, mm-hmm. you know, we were very, very brief takeaways from last week's episode. Very brief takeaways. Um, uh, you know, the debut of Carl Weathers. Carl Weathers' directorial debut. I thought he did. A, I thought he did a great job. He was getting a lot of flack uh, this past week because of some uh, mistakes that were noticeable. Uh, the most notable of them <laughs> being Gene's guy. 
<laughs> new introduction to canon. Well, sure. we'll be fair to Carl. Was I don't know if he had a I bunch of mistakes. I don't, yeah, well, yeah, I don't know. If I would say a bunch. <laughs> yeah, a series of mistakes. Yeah, I mean, the most I've seen is like two. I think there's Gene's guy who's clearly a mistake, <laughs> and then there is uh, there, there. Apparently, there was a mat, like an action mat that was left for Dina Carano. Oh, right. someone saw a mat that was left there. It was like that's clearly like a stunt mat. I didn't see that, but apparently that's a it's thing. That, there, it's yeah. a thing that's out there. Apparently. Um, but Gene's guy was, I mean, he took the internet by storm. Yeah, Gene's guy. I'm sure if, if anyone that's listening to this, I'm sure they've heard of Gene's guy by now. Yeah. But, if, you've seen the episode, it, but yeah. if you haven't heard of him and you've seen the episode, there is a shot when they're running into the room and the, the Imperial guys are at the computer and then they shoot the stuff in the computer. Before Carl Weathers and, and Gina Carano and Mando start shooting at him, you see a guy standing in the background if he frees the yeah. frame. It's like you just and you just see a portion of his body. Yeah. You just see the side of his yeah. body. Yeah, a guy wearing jeans and a t wearing jeans, a t shirt, and a watch. Yeah, <laughs> and it's like a just like kind of a matty t shirt, gray yeah. t shirt, and jeans, and and a watch. And it's not some not some imperial, not yeah, some, yeah. not some high tech, you know, Star Wars universe watch. It's a watch. It's a regular wrist watch. So yeah, it's clearly one of the clearly one of the uh, the crew members. Uh, somebody working in the production of the of the episode got caught in the episode yeah. and didn't get uh didn't get cut out of the post production was not cut out for se- for like five days yeah for several days well yeah, that's what's even more episode. bizarre is that not only did they put it out there something that easily not was it easily but something that could have been found going into the episode but then when it was out there and people immediately found it they they still left it in there for almost a week. Yeah. And so now, like you said, you I mean if if you haven't seen it and you want to find it, uh, you can't find it on Disney Plus. You can't go to the episode and watch it because they now have digitally taken him out of it. But uh, it's on the internet. Yeah, everything yeah, lives on the internet forever. So yeah, it's out there. Gene's um, guy's canon now. There's nothing that can be really done about it. Yeah, it's gonna be he's he's canon like how Han shot first and and several other things and. And uh, <laughs> other things that other things that Lucas that George Lucas apparently changed yeah. in, in his in his uh, special editions. Yeah. Um, things that are now. Uh, so so Gene's guy is is definitely Aiden Christensen was not in, in, in episode six. <laughs> right. Yeah. Aiden Christensen <laughs> was not a force ghost. Was not a force ghost and a bunch of other things. Um, but yeah, Gene's guy is now canon. But other than that, I thought the episode was decent. You know, uh, Gina Carano was in the episode, heavily featured in the episode, which was which was cool. Yeah. Um, to some people, it was controversial. Yeah, some people it was controversial. I don't think it's controversial. <laughs> and we'll, we'll, maybe we'll get into that at a later time. Maybe not. We'll see. It, depending on how <laughs> we'll serious. See, yeah, we'll see how. Depending the, on how serious things get. Yeah. It's, it's very personal. Personal personal beliefs and right, being right, shared right, on right, social right, media right, with Gina Carano. Some yeah. people have an issue. We're, with. We'll keep we're keeping our eye on that situation. Yeah, we'll keep an eye on it. It's it nothing, hasn't gotten to a, to a talkable point. Yeah, yet. It's, it's nothing that's that's too alarming at this <laughs> at this point in time. And we're, we're when it comes like, to Star Wars, whatever your beliefs are, your beliefs. Right. You know, as long as you're not espousing hate or anything like that. And I'm, and I'm not saying she has. She hasn't. Right. Um, to this point, so we'll, we'll keep we're keeping an eye on that situation. But, um, but yeah, uh, I mean, her character Cara Dune. But yeah, her character know, has been, been fantastic. Yeah, it's been fantastic. I've loved the character, and I've loved you know what she's brought. One thing we learned is that she was she is from Alderaan. Yeah, That's one thing we learned in the last episode. Yeah, more uh, callbacks. Yeah, more callbacks. You know, um, yeah, a few people online saying, "Oh, how she she wasn't even born," and people are like, "Wait, that doesn't no, she was born." Yeah, because the timeline. Yeah. People don't know when this when this show takes place, and yeah. so some people are getting that mixed up. Yeah, um, if this was in the sequel trilogy, this is a sequel trilogy. Then, then yeah, but you no, know, this, this is right just after, right after Endor. Yeah, Jedi. <laughs> yeah, exactly. 
So yeah, she was definitely on Alderaan. <laughs> um, but yeah, this that's pretty uh, pretty crazy, pretty interesting that she's Alderanian, one of the very few in canon that were are survivors. Um, but yeah, it, overall it was a decent episode. At the end, you got a tease. You got you saw Moff Gideon um, uh, talking. That was to, crazy. Yeah, and that you was saw a bu- and you saw a bunch of look like possibly dark troopers or something. Yes, and we also saw like a vat of clones. Yeah, and a vat. Some saw sort of vats clone. of some kind of people substance. We don't know what it is. And it looks like Snoke. They look kind of like Snoke. They I'm just like being Snoke. honest. Okay, they look like Snoke. If you and want to compare them to something we know, it looks kind of like Snoke. It looks like Snoke. You look like you see the scar on the head. Yep. Uh, and some people have even gone as far as to say that Snoke's theme was being played in the background. Yeah, which, so, yeah, which I, I mean, I don't yeah, know. I have to they sound, yeah. I, you know, I heard the play, a play by, a playback of it, mm-hmm. um, and they sound similar, certainly. So, it, you know, it's not, it's not an exact one for one. They didn't just blast Snoke's theme, right? Make it super obvious, but they may have blended it in there. So, if that's the case with Louis Gordon, uh, shout out to him. But yeah, regardless, no, yeah, I mean, last week's episode, nothing to poo poo. You know, there's a lot of big reveals. Obviously, like I said, yeah. you had the Especially Snoke. towards the end. Yeah. The, and then the the sort of reveal that I guess Baby Yoda, who we'll, we'll, we'll get to in the next episode even more in detail, Baby Yoda, I guess, was in the possession of the Empire. And I guess they were harvesting him from midi-chlorines. Is that what they revealed? Well, was it Baby Yoda or was it was it other... Weren't they saying they were had other... Was it other people? Or was, was it other people? Okay, I, I wasn't sure if it was Baby Yoda. I was going to say, I don't think they said they yeah. had Baby Yoda. Yeah, maybe not. <laughs> um, say, that would have been very traumatizing for a lot yeah. of people. Yeah, I was, say, I was like, wow. Um, so yeah, yeah, they baby, were, but they were experimenting on force. It seemed yeah, like they yeah, were experimenting on, on like force right. users. Yeah, right. Uh, yeah, Before they made a course, right. Uh, I believe so. I think they were. They're, I don't think they said mentioned midi chlorine specifically. Yeah. I thought they heard them say said, M count. I just yeah, I, something like that. I assume that they meant midi chlorine count. Yeah, it could have been. Yeah, um, but um, it was something like that. They were harvesting something relating to their abilities. Right, right, right. It seemed uh, it was very uh, yeah, very dark stuff. Very, clearly, they want Baby Yoda. Yeah, they clearly want they Baby want Yoda. Him, but they know he's a Force user, and he's very valuable as all Force users are to the Empire. Um. So yeah, it's yeah. That last last week's episode I thought was very good. Yeah, the effects are very good. It was very cool to see. Um, yeah, it makes you wonder where Moff Gideon kind of lies in the hierarchy of the Empire. Yeah, I mean he's a Moff. I mean he's he's yeah, not. Yeah, tomorrow's late tells you where he. Lies. Yeah, I mean I mean he's not he's not a Grand Moff. So I guess he's you know we don't have any more Grand Moffs. But you know I mean look does he know I about I mean does he know about City still being around? I mean if he's if he's making Snoke's potentially or if he knows about Snoke does he know about cities does he know about yeah makes, it makes you wonder I mean Krennic wasn't super high up necessarily in the hierarchy but he still made the Death Star or was yeah. running the Death Star operation operation yeah. All right. so it kind of gave him that kind of importance importance and right and whatnot so maybe Moff Gideon and Gideon has a Darksaber for whatever that's worth yeah you know so that would imply that he seems to be running something very important <laughs> Yeah. And, yeah, and a bunch of alleged Snokes. We we'll see what happens in Dark Troopers and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, which I, I love this expansion of that era. I, I just I just gonna pause it, 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 a little bit just to mention that I love this expansion of this between six and seven era. Yeah. It's yeah. Very we've cool. always known there's plenty of time to to uh, 
explore there. It's very cool. There's a lot of time, obviously, in between. And everything, or most most things. I mean, I'd say since Aftermath, which was a, kind of the first immediate um, introduction to that content. Uh, it started off very rough, but it, eventually it, it got very good. And, uh, yeah, this is... They're, they're doing really, really good work in this era. And even in Squadrons, which I'm... I, I'll, at some point soon, I'll have a review for. I'm going to get through that that storyline as well. But they, they're doing a lot of really good work in that era. And I'm very happy to see that. Um, but yeah, that was a good episode. So, I, I mean, I thought that was a decent episode. If I had to give it a rating, I'd probably give it like an 8. It was a solid episode. An 8? Yeah, I'd give it an 8. I thought it was a very solid episode. Yeah, I mean, I would have given it probably like a 7. Alright. Yeah, I mean, I thought it had a lot of action. You know, not a lot of slow points and... Got to see a lot of Mando, yeah. a lot of, a lot of tension, and a lot of Imperials and whatnot. But the main event was yes. this week. The main event that was the undercard. This was the main event. Yes, this was the primary episode titled. Last week's episode was titled "The Siege." This week's episode titled "The Jedi." Yes, we certainly knew that one. And we and we got the Jedi. Yeah. The first scene, uh, it just shows Ahsoka. So right out, just right out the gate, Ahsoka Tano killing a bunch of random troopers um, in some 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 uh, fortress, and uh, wow, I mean this was that was something to see. Quite let's a just, debut. Let's just start out with what did you think of how Ahsoka looked in terms of of what they what they were able to do with Rosario Dawson. So yeah, obviously you said Rosario Dawson. And it was um, Rosario Dawson confirmed. You know, yeah, there was no uh, no hijinks there, no bait and switch. <laughs> right. uh, <laughs> um, the trades were all correct. Yes. There was no official announcement. They just were going to drop it on us, and they did. And look, I mean, I thought she looked great. You know, I, I mean, Ahsoka Tano, you can, I mean, it's, go, it's always going to, it's an awkward kind of looking character. So, like, I mean, it's never going to look like, you know, I mean, it, it was, that's as good as she's going to look. Which is, you know, she's she's orange and she has the horns and, um, you know, it doesn't matter who you cast in that role or uh, in terms of, like, the appearance. And I thought that Rosario Dawson did an excellent job um, beyond her, beyond the appearance. I think she, uh, she played the character with mannerisms and with a tone and a tenor very similar to that of the Ahsoka that we've gotten uh, in all the different animated forms, particularly mm-hmm. the more recent animated forms, mm-hmm. whether it be the End of Clone Wars or in Rebels. And, mm-hmm. you know, I think a lot of that goes to his credit to Rosario Dawson, but also, again, credit to Dave Filoni, who, you know, I'm glad John Favreau gave the keys to this very important story to, to the guy who, you know, has crafted this entire character and this entire backstory around around her for over a decade now and so look i again credit to favreau and you know credit to, to feloni credit to rosario dawson because that character uh was portrayed uh tremendously in this episode how about you yeah yeah i mean she i i thought she absolutely 100 percent looked the part um i mean shout out to character design and all that. I mean, she looked better than I had expected, honestly. And, and there I were think, there think, were some there was some anxiety, there was some concerns about all right. Oh, there were definitely some concerns. 
I was just going to... Because, I mean, this is an alien character. Yeah, especially they weren't showing you anything. So, you're like, all right, are they hiding it? You know? Yeah. Do they not want people to be excited? Yeah. Especially especially after some, seeing some of the other alien characters on the show. Which, yeah. they, didn't, they didn't look bad. None of them looked bad. Some of them were kind of like, oh, you know, it's a person in a costume. You know, right. It's not bad, but right. it's a person with prosthetics. prosthetics and makeup. You know? But this looked great. And... She had the costume on from the show. Point blank, period, point blank. Yeah. She was wearing what she wore in the show. In in, in Rebels and and Clone Wars even, I would say. Right. She was wearing the same same type of, of clothing. And she looked great in it. She looked great. She fought great in the show. You know, I mean, at this point, I don't, I don't think we need to waste any more time. I wanted a Soka show. I want to see more. I think we're going to see more. A lot of people are already reporting that we're going to see more. That the, the contracts have been signed. It's done. Done. done deal. <laughs> right. We're going to see more from her and Boba Fett. People are saying it's already done. So, before we get to the future of Ahsoka Tano, yes. Um, what did you what did what did you think of the that initial? That initial story that they introduced her in. Because, I thought the story, yeah. I mean, I thought know, the story was great. You know, obviously... It, was, it felt like a kind of like a Clone Wars saga. It did feel like a little bit of a, of a Clone Wars style, you know, in terms Very of... Very Filoni style, Clone Wars style, yes. in terms of this the story, the setting, the characters. Yeah. Even the smaller characters, the, the, the people in the village. Yes. You know, the people that, that uh, the, you know, you have the, the person... I forget her title, but the person running the the fortress. Yes, I don't know what they call her a magistrate or I yeah, the magistrate. Yeah, the magistrate. You know, so you had these, you had those people, and, and everything that they represented, and then the magistrate's goons, and she had droids working for her too. Um, and then Mando's role in this—I thought Mando was good in this episode. He's good in every episode, but I thought Mando was, was very good in this episode. Mando was really well. good in this episode. Um. And that can't be understated because obviously, you know, again, Ahsoka is the, the feature character and, you know, we she, Rosario Dawson deserves her love in this episode. But um, Pedro Pascal, you know, he can't, it can't get lost on, you know, how well and how well Dave Filoni who wrote this episode wrote Mando. I mean, this, I mean, it, yes, this, I know some of the lines and some of the stuff. I mean, when, <laughs> when he's, when they ask, when, when, when. The uh, the guy who's guarding the fortress, I forget the actor's name, um, but he's a fairly big actor. Uh, when he was guarding the the fortress, and he asked, you know, Mando, oh, are you you're a bounty hunter? He's like, yeah, sure. He's like, you 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 part of the guild? Last I checked, <laughs> you know, I mean, right. just some of the lines, or even later in the episode where, um, you know, where obviously Ahsoka, we'll get to the more of the story, but when Ahsoka and him are, when Mando turns on the guy, when they think that, when they think that he's hunting down Ahsoka and it turns out that he's not, the guy's like, oh, you with the Jedi? It appears, it appears that way. <laughs> you know, <laughs> right. like, this stuff is like, wow. That, I mean, obviously, but it's, it, was, it was a lot of great lines, a lot of great one-liners from Mando in this episode. Yeah, a lot of good one-liners from yeah. Mando. And Filoni knows how to write in Mandalorians. Yeah. He did a lot of that. So, um, well, yeah, I'll let you continue. No, yeah, I mean he did a lot of that. Now I'd love to see him continue working with Mando. I hope Mando shows up in if if Maloney were to run in a Soka show or something like that. I hope Mando shows up. Jamari's already he's already there, man. Like, so in the next Filoni show, 
It's, Filoni's trilogy has been it. there. I've been I've been <laughs> ranting about this for many years now. So, you when, know so when Filoni's running Lucasfilm next to Kevin Feige, yeah, I mean, any any long, Disney. any long time listeners know I've been <laughs> ranting about this for for many years now that Filoni needs his own show. He needs his own show, his live action show. I was hoping this this debut and his debuts would go well for this show. Um, but some I people didn't like point, last last year's Filoni episode, and um, yeah, some, episodes, yeah, some people didn't. didn't. I, I don't get it. I thought yeah, it was fantastic. I, I thought it was fine. <laughs> um, so, the action that... We'll go back to Ahsoka's intro. The action from that scene was great. Um, yeah. Gets you locked in. What are some of the more action-packed Star Wars moments in live action we've seen in a while? Yeah. You know, I mean, even some of the movies sometimes can be a little uh, lacking Yeah, in, in that regard. I mean, I like... Uh, look, I, I, I hate to... Yeah, we gotta see lightsabers. I hate to be alarmist. I hate to be Uh-oh. oh prisoner of the moment. Oh, I like the lightsaber action I saw in this episode better than what I saw in Rise of Skywalker. Wow, I gotta go back and watch it. I, gotta, I can't say that for a fact. But. Maybe it's because everything else in Rise of Skywalker was so disappointing that maybe <laughs> it just it just maybe just completely disconnect from from the action. I thought some of the stuff we saw from Kylo Ren at the end of the <laughs> the Rise of Skywalker was pretty cool. You know, stuff where they, they, they pass the lightsaber, he's fighting the Knights of Ren, and stuff. That was pretty good. I mean, he you did know, a he was fine. I mean, I don't know how they did the whole lightsaber trick thing, but it was it looked cool. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> I mean, look, I got to go back and watch it again. But The third uh, act was a mess, but, I mean, I thought the Kylo Ren action was pretty cool. All right, yeah. I, I, I mean, I, I got to see it. There's some stuff. It, take me, it took me out of it. I got to go back and watch it. I, mean, I still think the I still think the action in The Last Jedi, that last scene, or that, that, that throne scene where they're yeah. fighting the the Praetorian Guard. Yes. I thought that's probably the best action in the sequel trilogy, in my opinion. I think that's the best action sequence in the sequel trilogy. Right. But, you know, but just seeing Kylo Ren beat up with the Knights of Ren in it. I, I think the fact that they were so bad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was an overall disappointment. It just made them look so bad. I'm right. just like, uh... So, yeah, it was, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna go back into all that disappointment and whatever. I, look, I very much enjoyed the action from this episode. It lived up to what I would have expected from Ahsoka. You know, the her being completely unfazed by these other goons. Um, you know, her fighting the magistrate. And I'm glad they're showing people who are not Jedi who are able to fight Jedi. I've always liked that. I've always liked that in Star Wars canon. I kind of don't like it when the Jedi are invincible. Right. <laughs> you know, the, it's like, no, there are other people that know how to fight. Yeah. And there are weapons... That yeah are used to fight Jedi. There are some people. That's also people that are kind of complaining. Oh, you know, how 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 are they blocking the lightsaber? It's like well, they have the Beskar. It's Beskar armor. Yes, you know, and she had the Beskar weapon, yeah. the Magistrate, which obviously again could could match up with a lightsaber. It's about the only thing. Yeah, but, I mean the Mandal the Mandalorians fought yeah. the Jedi. This was a they needed armor that could block lightsaber. We saw it in Episode Four as well when Mando is. Is walking through that that all those he's taking all those blaster shots. Right. He's got the armor that to, that he can do it. The rest of them couldn't have done that. Right. So I mean, yeah. I mean, I thought the the combat was excellent. We'll get more to that last fight uh, later on. But as we move through the plot, I mean, obviously afterwards, after that initial scene, you have Mando. Uh, yeah. He goes to the planet, um, and. You know, again, they they think he's a bounty hunter, and so the magistrate essentially takes offers him her mm-hmm. her her Beskar uh, weapon, her spear, 
mm-hmm. um, in exchange for Mando taking out Ahsoka. Yes. And Mando is like, uh, I'm not going to tell you, I'm not going to say anything, but where is she? Right. <laughs> he doesn't want to actually commit to doing anything because he doesn't want to, you know, he wants, he wants to be a man of his word, quote unquote. He'll just say, he just always said it was way. But again, also, great writing from Dave Filoni. He could have went writing. and lied. That's what I expected him to do. He'd be like, all right, yeah, whatever you need. But he was just like, where is she? And, you know, of course, the magistrate's thinking, oh, he's in. <laughs> right. But anybody watching is like, ah, oh, see, he never committed to it. You know, again, great writing from Dave Filoni. And so eventually he meets up with, with Ahsoka, and Ahsoka right. is ready to throw hands with Mando. And I kind of hoped that we would get a little bit of combat between the two. Mm-hmm. But Mando, I think, <laughs> he didn't want any smoke with the Jedi either. No. And he immediately is like, Ahsoka! Ahsoka! And... Uh, obviously, once she once she heard that someone knew her, he knew her name. Um, yeah. She and stopped. He, he mentioned and, yeah, he, mo- he mentioned Bo-Katan, and um, and obviously she saw Baby Yoda in the background and was like, "All right, who's this guy?" <laughs> which which leads to one of our other big reveals. Yeah, yeah. Baby Yoda is not called Baby Yoda. Yeah, yeah. Baby Yoda. Sad day. <laughs> Sad day. Man. Sad day for all the toys and all the fun. All the Pops. t-shirts that said Baby Yoda. <laughs> Baby Yoda is called Grogu. Grogu. There's no longer Baby Yoda, no longer the child. It's Grogu. Some people, I, I mean, I like the name. I, I think most people probably do like the name. There are some people out there that are like, ah. Yeah, I'm seeing some people that hate the name, people that just don't, aren't feeling the name. People are like, oh, I like calling him Baby Yoda or I like just not knowing his name. I don't like him not knowing his name. Yeah, I, yeah, me neither. I don't. Like, I, I mean, wanna, like for a period, it was kind of interesting, but like, it's like eventually we gotta know what. Yeah, you, yeah. you gotta call him something. Yeah. Gonna, what are we gonna say? Oh, just the little one. Yeah, it's like no, he needs a name. It really showed you the depth of like, all right, yeah, he's fifty years old, so like he's got, like, he's not like he doesn't. He knows what's happening. You know what I mean? Like he's not just mm-hmm. a complete infant. You know, yeah. where he doesn't yeah. like he can communicate um, through the force and. Yeah, yeah, you know, makes he's sense. got feelings and stuff, and yeah, which I mean, I look, I don't know what what the alien life. Yeah, how like that or, how that works. Or I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. I, was, I don't know how old or not old he's. Yeah, supposed these to be. things age differently. I mean, yeah, he's got to be that. around the same age as Ahsoka, in theory. You know, maybe a little younger, but still around the same age. Probably. You think, what? Why? Why do you think that? Well, I mean, he was in the he was training with the Jedi around the same time that that she was. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, she yeah, was. Yeah, yeah. yeah, she may be a little bit older, but you know. She, well, no, yeah, she, yeah, she, she's a little bit. Uh... But even then, we don't know how old he was. You know. Yeah. I mean, if you yeah. do the math, you may be able to derive that. You know, if, he, if they said he's fifty years old, now, then, what's it? Nineteen years between like three and four, something like that. Um, 19 years between 3 and 4 and yeah I mean they may have been around the same age Yeah, he obviously looks old. he obviously looks younger you know theoretically but yeah I mean they said he was 50 years old yeah yeah so um, so I mean he could have been at the temple training for many many years before you know the purge happened I mean we don't but um, the purge. Yeah, I mean that's what the the purge. That's what they call it. Order sixty six. Order sixty six. Jedi purge. But um, but yeah, so we got a name, we got a name for Baby Yoda. Now we call him Grogu. It's funny when you said the purge. I was just thinking, uh, you know, 
for you know what for for twelve for twelve hours, all crime, including murdering Jedi, <laughs> is considered legal. <laughs> it was legal. For it. it was legal for the next yeah, you know man. however many years. The reign of the empire was legal. But um, so yeah, Grogu. Yeah, his name is Grogu. So we can't call him Baby Yoda no more. Yes. So if we if you call him Baby Yoda, you're that you're non you're talking about a non canon. Yeah. You know, in canon, his name is Baby Yoda. Or his name is Grogu. I'm sorry. See, I'm, I'm, st- I'm still <laughs> getting all mixed up. Yeah. Um, when do you think the statute of limitations is up on, like, spoilers in terms of, like, calling him Grogu? Obviously, we're calling him Grogu. So the statute of limitations calling, is up. Calling but, him Grogu? But in the, in, the, in the mainstream, when are we going to start calling him Grogu? I think I, I don't think we'll ever get to the point where, like, he's, he's literally Grogu. Maybe not ever, but I don't think, like, any time in, like, the next year. He's gonna be like Grogu, Grogu. He's still Baby Yoda for like the next year, probably. From yeah, like probably. in the in the mainstream. I mean, in terms casual. of in, in terms of casual, it will probably take many years, honestly. Yeah, until he gets like a Grogu show, Grogu movie, yeah. comic, something like that. Until he's speaking and he tells people to call him Grogu, right? I don't think I think people are still gonna call <laughs> no, him Baby, Baby Yoda. Yoda. Yeah, <laughs> but in terms of like revealing that his name's not Baby Yoda, what do you think? What do you think the statute of limitations are up on that? Uh, you mean what you mean in, in terms, terms of like not spoiling? Not spoiling. That, that his name's Grogu. Nah, I think it's. I think it's already up. Or, or at the so very, you, or at the, the title, or at the, the reveal very, of Grogu. <laughs> <laughs> or at the very least, I'd say maybe after the, the next episode, maybe. Yeah, hey, I, I, I would. By, take by a then, week. by then, no one can be mad at you. The right, show's right. out. Yeah. The episode's out. If yeah. You don't watch the show. And it's a reveal, but it's not like it doesn't ruin the show. It's not gonna ruin. If you know, if you know the kid's name, like all right, yeah, I mean, not, you're not behind. I mean, yeah. you're behind. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, there you go. It's, it's um, a name reveal. It's not like yeah. you know, revealing some kind of. Yeah, somebody died or yeah, new character reveal. So yeah, I mean, and beyond his name, we also got his backstory, which we mentioned. Yeah, very interesting. He was backstory. at the he he was a Padawan. He was a youngling, not a Padawan. But he was a youngling uh, at the at the Jedi Temple. Yeah, um, something that I don't think we ever really speculated even. No, no, I never did. Yeah, I never. I assumed that he was just some some force kid, some force sensitive yeah. kid. Yeah, but. But no, he was he was a youngling at the Jedi Temple, and they were all aware of him. Not all of them, but you know, a lot of them were probably aware of him. Um, Yoda probably aware of him. Uh, but <laughs> and it, all this is kind of weird in terms of what is what did Yoda know? I and mean, we always ask this about Ezra and everybody. Good question. Like, Yoda says, "Oh, there's no Jedi out there and stuff." And what is Yoda, what did Yoda actually know? Yeah, it makes about, you wonder. Did he know that this kid was out here? I mean, maybe, maybe not. I mean, we'll see what I happens. I mean, we know he found out about Ezra. Yeah, he you know, knew about Ezra to some extent. You know, um, which, I mean, that was a question. Yeah, how did he, yeah, he knew about Ezra, but then he didn't, but didn't he tell Luke that there was no Jedi? I don't know. <laughs> Regardless. Um, so we got, we got his backstory. Um, somebody, what we know about his backstory is that somebody took Baby Yoda and hit him. Yeah, a Jedi, an unnamed Jedi took Baby Yoda and hit him. So, I'm starting to bet, Shamari. We're in Vegas. Who's the who, who's the number one favorite? Oh well, first of all, are we? Is that even something that we should even speculate on? Like, that's something that's so going to that, be revealed. That's, that's what I was going to say. Was I don't know if that's that will ever be revealed. Wow. I don't know if Lucasfilm thinks it's relevant. Which, uh, well, I mean, yeah, they they also didn't think Snoke's backstory. <laughs> they didn't think that the Knights of Ren were relevant. So, I mean, I don't know. Maybe. I mean, but I, I was, but when I saw that, I was like, oh, okay, so, I mean, it could have been anybody. 
I mean, it could have been some temple guard, you know, just, oh, hey, little one, go, go, get out of here, go. Or, ah. or they could have, I don't know, they could have flown someplace, dropped him off, and then got shot. Dave Filoni. You know? Dave Filoni has a handle on Star Wars in ways that we haven't seen from anybody that's done any of these movies. Um, and that's no disrespect to Abrams, no disrespect to Ryan Johnson, no disrespect to yeah, no disrespect. Kennedy or any of them. But yeah. Filoni understands, like, building expectations, building hype. He does. And he what the people want to see and making sure that there is some sort of payoff. Yes. He doesn't go into these things just like just teasing stuff without any idea what he right. wants to do with it. Right. He just doesn't do that. And I think yes. Favreau understands he ha- they have that same connection. Yes. They come right. from that same tree, that same Lucas Clone Wars tree. And so, <laughs> right. And so, like, they're not these, you know, these your stereotypical TV execs that just, or, t- or movie execs that just, like, oh, let's just get people excited, get people to the theater. So, <laughs> like, so I feel like if Filoni put that in there, I don't know if he's doing that just to just to drum up some 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 hype and some controversy, some conversation. I think he, I feel like he would know of all people that people are speculating on who that Jedi was, and hey, like you said, it may not. Did they say it was a Jedi I in the episode? They may not. I, I think the assumption, at the very least, the assumption is that because okay. they had people working in the temple that weren't weren't that Jedi. Aren't Jedi. It's a good point. Or aren't force sensitive, right? Or or may have been force sensitive, but not enough to the point where they'd be training, right? 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 You know? Right. So that's my thing is like we don't know if it was necessarily right. a, a Jedi Knight, yeah. especially or a Jedi Padawan, right? Which is a, an excellent point. Um, you know, obviously the people. I mean, it's possible. I think that would be interesting. The names people have been throwing out there, obviously Yoda. Again, he's probably number one on the uh, on the odds makers chart. Um, and then Mace Windu is another guy people have mentioned as a possibility. Maybe Mace Windu snuck him out. I mean, how does that make any sense? Was he still alive? That's the only thing. Like, if he'd have to have still been alive, which we don't know what the deal is with May still being alive. Mm-hmm. But if he was still alive, maybe he knew Anakin was coming and decided to sneak out Baby Yoda. Maybe a couple others. I don't know. Um, so, I mean, look, it's a it's a great backstory for Baby Yoda. It gives it gives him a character that now you want to look back and now you want to see. Now you want to get flashbacks, and Baby Yoda is a perfect character to do flashbacks with because like. He's, he's he's a puppet. Like you can you can have him in the Jedi Temple. You can tell you can show flashbacks or tell stories of Baby yeah. Yoda in the Jedi Temple. And he wouldn't look any different. You wouldn't look any different. You wouldn't have to oh we gotta de-age him or we got oh how are we gonna make him look younger? Is it gonna look good? No, just have him look the exact same. But just show him training in the Jedi Temple and it looks it's gonna be amazing. Mm-hmm. So I mean there's plenty of stuff to do with Grogu. Um I mean some of the little details when they you know, people have, have, have harped on the fact that when, when they called him Grogu or when Mando called him Grogu, like, he lit up. You know, it's like, oh, wow. You know, he, called, he finally called me by my name. Um, that scene where Ahsoka is training Grogu at school or trying to train him, trying to, like, get a sense of where he's at in his, in his, uh, in his uh, Force abilities. And, you know, she gets to, she has the realization that he's not ready. To be trained or he can't be trained uh and her reasoning is essentially that he's too close to mando you know he's too attached emotionally to mando mm-hmm. um and that she's seen this before she's seen this with other even the best she said even the best jedi i've seen it amongst the best of us that you know it can do it can do really bad things to have somebody too attached mm-hmm. to someone else 
being trained like this. Yeah. And obviously she's referencing, um, you know, Darth Maul. <laughs> she's referencing, obviously, Anakin Skywalker there. And look, I mean, first of all, I want to ask you this. For people that haven't seen, actually, you know, I'll, 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 I'll hold on to that question until the end. But uh, continuing on, what what would you make of that whole sequence with Ahsoka and Baby Yoda and Mando? Mando saying you have to train him because we always talked about it. We thought, oh, I mean, he's gonna no brainer. Yeah, she's gonna she's gonna be he's gonna be handed off to Ahsoka. Then we're gonna get the Ahsoka and Baby Yoda show. Right. That just seemed like oh, it's a logical progression. Right. And it seems like that's not what we're gonna get. Yeah, that was a little like bit that's of a surprise. Not what we're gonna get that was a surprise. Um, at first, I was very upset. Just internally, I'm like, oh, this is a wow. bad, that's a bad decision. Wow. Yeah, I thought it was a bad decision. Because I'm like, Mando can't take care of a baby Yoda. Yeah, it seemed odd. Mando doesn't know how to take yeah, care of baby Yoda. I'm like, are we trying to Mando intentionally nerf baby Yoda? Yeah, Mando doesn't, wouldn't, doesn't know how to handle baby Yoda. You know, baby Yoda's going to grow up with all these abilities, and Mando's a, Mando's a mercenary. Yeah. I mean, does Ahsoka want this baby to grow up with a mercenary? You know, does that make any sense? <laughs> is that is, is that ethical? Right. You know, like just logically, just thinking using my logic brain, just that doesn't make any sense. She knows what this man's lifestyle is like. She knows he walks around with a flamethrower in his arm and bombs and missiles in his wrists. You know, like why would she want this baby to grow up with that? You know, now I'm not saying growing up with her necessarily would be safe, quote unquote. Um, but maybe she could say, hey, you should bring him to like a, I don't know, a shelter or something or, you know, someplace like that's safe. Um, but nah, she's just like, oh, he's attached to you. Bring him to there. See if a Jedi will. And though that's one thing that I did kind of have a question about. Um, well, actually, before I get there, um, uh, when it comes to Ahsoka being on her own, actually, in retrospect, I'm like, all right, I don't mind this. Just in terms of the in Ahsoka show, <laughs> just right, me right. immediately thinking about in Ahsoka show, I feel like Baby Yoda kind of would have would have hampered down the show if she were to have her own series, a spinoff series, movies, whatever. I feel like a Baby Yoda or Grogu element would have definitely taken up a lot of spotlight, a lot of yeah. It just it would just been in the way, honestly. Um, in that respect, and she seems very busy. <laughs> As we learn later yeah. in the episode. Yeah, clearly. You know, like, I don't know. I think we kind of thought she kind of was doing nothing. But she's not doing nothing. Yeah, she definitely And I don't know if she can handle being, you know, babysitter. You know, right. <laughs> at the same time, you know, Mando kind of isn't really doing anything. He's kind of just around just doing stuff. Yeah. So, like, he can do it more than she can at this stage. Right. Um. So, yeah, as we as we get up, as we go forward in this episode, um, she agrees uh, I guess on some level to to do whatever Mando wants. You know, I don't remember exactly what she agreed to because she ended up not doing it anyway. But she agreed, I guess, essentially to 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 take care of Baby Yoda or help train him if Mando can help them free or help her free the people in you know in that fortress, yeah, occupied by the magistrate. And so he agrees. Um, and they go and they you know like another great line. Was you know oh a, a Jedi and a Mandalorian will never see it coming, you know I believe that yeah. was a line in, in the show. Yeah, yeah, and that was that was another great line by them and uh, by Filoni. And we we go into the episode or we go into the fortress rather, and again the guy, 
you know, uh, Ahsoka's taking everybody out. They they ring the bell, you know, which yeah. was is also a great kind of a great uh just a great uh kind of shot of those those uh, whatever you want to call them uh almost look like Tuscan Raiders um like, yeah like ringing the bell and yeah getting the troops ready um and Ahsoka's taking them all out she had the one guy the one guy's about to run away the one, the one guard and, yeah. and you know she kind of just looks at him and again great action it's great action yeah it's great action great when action. they when they in when they charge or in the into that place and Ahsoka yeah. was taking those guys out and Mando uh, snuck in also and yeah. was taking guys out. Great action. Eventually, the the, the top lieutenant guy um, yeah. realizes what's happening, and he asks Mando, oh, are you with her? Uh, seems like it. <laughs> and, right. you know, and she, Ahsoka gets inside. She takes everyone else out, gets inside the, you know, essentially the home or the wherever the magistrate is. She gets to the final boss, essentially. Magistrate's just chilling. It's very, it's very, uh, and you notice it early in the episode, but it's, it's so, it was great imagery how, like, the magistrate's, where she lives, is like this, it's, it's serene, it's serene, it's flowers, it's water, and everything outside of that gate. Just it, dirty. It's just dirt. People and, being tortured on yeah, sticks. Yeah, people getting tortured. It's like people starving. And it's like, I mean, look, there are countries like that in this country. And we yeah. talked about this a couple weeks ago. Like, they, the imagery is very, like, you know, realistic in some yeah. re- some respects. And, but. It, and it made me think of, um, I mean, honestly, it made me think of uh, having recently played a, a good amount of Ghost of Tsushima. It made me think of that kind of samurai imagery, yeah. which I know Favreau talked that, about at length. Yeah. Um, and it really did. It made me think of that. Yeah. And... We get the we get the the face off between those two. Um, who, by the way, the actress that portrayed the magistrate uh, is if you know if you were impressed by her fighting ability, which um, that was a good that was a good scene uh, with her versus Ahsoka, it's because she's actually goddaughter of Bruce Lee. Ah. Uh, her father was a first generation student uh, of Jeet Kune Do. Wow. under Bruce Lee so um so yeah she can fight so and she did a good job in this episode oh. I thought she was one of the better characters uh and earlier in the episode we get a what what did what, what was the initial what was the initial uh hint that she had a master I forgot I forgot what the exact I forgot when that came up I don't know if it was Ahsoka talking either. to Mando or if it was Ahsoka talking to her not even Ahsoka talking to her she wanted like, information yeah, like she yelling, wanted information she was like yelling at her like from the distance or whatever yeah there's something about your master and I was like I assume bring me to him or something, something yeah like that. I I I just I assume the master was Gideon I mm. was like oh it's got to be Gideon I mean wow everything connects to Gideon I mean in the show and look it is what it is I wasn't like super excited that would have been the tiniest bit cartoony just because I'm like all right I mean just we are just random magistrates just, yeah are connected to Gideon? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, mean, I know. I thought it was kind of stupid, but I was like, I guess. I, guess I mean, I guess doing. Moff Gideon is, you know, I mean, I know that yeah, he, is kind of a shell of itself. <laughs> I mean, this guy—he's yeah, just... running everything. <laughs> so I, I'm just, I'm just resigned to the fact it's going to be Gideon. I'm be kind of disappointed. I'm like, why does Ahsoka even care about Gideon that much? Uh, <laughs> yeah, it seems a little odd. Um, Very odd. Yeah. So fast forward to this last fighting sequence. Uh, her and Ahsoka are going at it. I mean, you got Ahsoka with the double lightsabers. 
the magistrate with the Beskar spear, and they're going at it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's pretty much a back and forth. Ahsoka loses one of her lightsabers into the pond. Um, and while that's happening, great dialogue, great little Western stare down between the top lieutenant of the magistrate and um, Amanda. Great dialogue happening there as well. Mm-hmm. And finally, uh, Ahsoka clearly takes out the the magistrate and you know the guy <laughs> the guy who was who's the lieutenant who was talking earlier about oh look you have a horse in this race i got a horse in this race we'll see who wins we'll see who wins he hears he hears what's happening and he's like oh yeah i guess you want it tries to tries to do a little double, double turn on mando and does not work he's Doesn't out work. um and as ahsoka has the magistrate cornered she says, where is your master? Where is Grand Admiral Thrawn? Grand Admiral Thrawn. That is not... that was. You want to talk about the biggest surprise of the episode? That, to me, was the biggest surprise of the episode. I mean, of all the things I mean, we could honestly, have seen coming... I would say that's the biggest surprise of the season. Yes. I, think it's, I don't think it's even close. Because we had even been hearing about Boba Fett. We had been hearing about Ahsoka. We were hearing about Ahsoka for a long time. We didn't had no idea, yeah, no clue yeah. about Grand Admiral Thrawn. Yeah, we might I mean, as well jump into this conversation now. Yeah, we were kind of yeah, exactly yeah, one hundred percent. And one thing was I was gonna say we were kind of even the Baby Yoda stuff. Like we kind of knew like all right, at some point we got to get his backstory. Like right, at some point we got to kind of know who this kid is. Like, <laughs> right, stuff that where so you're like time. yeah, you expect to get at some point. Maybe you didn't know you were getting in this episode, but you knew you were gonna get it. Grand Admiral Thrawn. I mean. I completely did not expect that. Completely, we had, we had talked, we had speculated for a long time with regards to the live action. Yeah, we, we and we, I feel like we talked about it in this show on this podcast about this see, show. And I have to see if Timothy's on. I'm sure he he was aware of this. I'm sure they made him aware of this. Um, I have to see if he had had any kind of reaction. <laughs> I'm sure they didn't just they didn't just surprise him. Well, I, I mean, I'm sure. I mean, look, they used Thrawn in Rebels, and. Mm-hmm. I'm sure they made him aware of that. Obviously, well, that yeah, yeah, I've seen. Yeah, they showed the back, the behind the scenes and stuff. Yeah, and yeah, he, and he watched Thrawn like, was, like the footage and stuff. Yeah. yeah, and I don't know how much they made him aware of this. I mean, I'm sure. I mean, did they have to? I mean, no, technically. I mean, they didn't. But, they didn't even use him. They just, they just mentioned him. You know, I mean, you, but okay, but you think you think people were people were hitting him up on Twitter and just saying, "Hey, how how what did you think of the Thrawn reveal in in Solo?" Uh, yeah, I'm sure, like, I'm sure, I'm sure, Filoni may have tipped him off. I'm yeah, I'm like, certain we're gonna we're probably gonna be using Thrawn in this TV show. I'm by the way. I'm certain he probably they probably told him a long. Time I don't know ago. if they were like consulting, like how what should we do here? Or at this point, I think Filoni's I got no. Name. I don't think they were, especially not for this reveal. Yeah. But they they Riley, they will be. Yeah, they will. <laughs> I mean, I uh, there's no doubt in my mind that they will be. Yeah, especially considering he's been doing the more recent stuff too. Yeah, like that's his character. Yeah, that's absolutely that's hundred percent character. Um, yeah, that reveal. I mean, could not be more surprising from a Star Wars perspective. Um, you know, I, I guess it makes sense, but it just so many things add up. I mean, first of all, her fighting ability. Now, I mean, you think about Thrawn as a guy who can throw down. Mm-hmm. You know, and we saw it a little bit in Rebels. Um, obviously, it was talked about in all the different books he's been in. All right, so, all right, so break it down for the people, because there are some people listening that are probably like, all right, these guys are 
or you know going in depth on Grave Admiral Thrawn. I mean, I I watched the episode, but I don't even know who that is. Uh, we've done we've done the Thrawn breakdown a couple times. Yeah, we've done this quite a few. Couple times, in the last couple of years, going back to Rebels, but we got to we got to do it now. We got to recycle. So we got to do it again. We got to recycle. Right. Break it down right, we'll do for it the people who don't know who Grand Admiral Thrawn is. Two minutes. Go. Boy. All right. No, the <laughs> clock is ticking. All right. Well, to go to go way way yeah, way go back. way back. This is a long story. I mean, this is yeah. It's, it was, it's not a crazy long story. I'm not going to bore all of you all of any minutia and details. <laughs> Uh, so Timothy Zahn was an author who wrote, who wrote some expanded universe novels back in the, the days of old and in the, in the 90s, I believe. It was a long time ago. But he wrote these expanded universe novels. Um, it's called an Heir to the Heir to the Empire trilogy. Yeah. It's a while ago. This is after. And this is after the, Return of the yeah. Jedi. Pre, Star Wars. Pre-Phantom Menace. Um, there was nothing going on in Star Wars. So there had already been a good amount of expanded material i, I believe at, at that time i may be wrong but but there, there's expanding universe so they're just like writing fantasy stuff on star wars george lucas didn't want anything to do with it because he was very protective of his property and that's a whole other discussion but it was non-canon so it was not george lucas did not acknowledge it as something that really existed in the star wars universe but people were writing these expanded stories and expanding upon characters luke han leia in the in the gang, we're all interacting with this character, Grand Admiral Thrawn, who was leading the Empire after the Emperor's death, and um, uh, he was a, a blue-skinned uh, Chiss. It was an alien race called the Chiss. They all had blue skin and red eyes. Um, it's very a very striking visual uh, presence to them. Yeah, and uh, Thrawn was—I mean, you have Grand Moff Tarkin, which you have all the Moffs who are leading kind of the the military, or you know, leading or well, leading sectors and uh, of uh, of the imperial of the imperial you know properties and whatnot. And then you have uh, the the Grand Moff, who's I guess the top Moff. It's a special title given to Tarkin, who was running the Death Star operation. Um, there's only one of them. I'm almost certain there was only one of them in in canon, uh, which is very is a very special title. And the Emperor didn't give that to any just anybody. He gave it to Tarkin because he really thought Tarkin knew his stuff, and he thought he knew how to run their military. So with Thrawn, well, there, there there was no such thing as a Grand Admiral before Thrawn. Thrawn was just given that title, um, and that's because the Emperor. Had uh, it's uh, I suppose acknowledged uh, that Thrawn was so he was so tactically he was just so brilliant yeah. in terms of his ability to outmaneuver yeah. his his, like his opponents master strategy master strategy in, in, in the empire and um, and he was essentially running the empire at that point right, he, right. he was the highest title because the emperor is dead so he was running it was his empire at that point yes. so he was running the military. Um, and they were going to rebuild the empire and it was a whole, it was a long trilogy. It was a very good trilogy. Yes. And then they did another couple other sequel novels after that. And then he wasn't canon. And then he was not canon. And so when was, Disney bought Star gone, Wars, it never happened. Disney bought Star Wars and, um, and so, yeah, and then all that never happened. Yeah. Until Star Wars Rebels. And Star Wars Rebels shows up. Dave Filoni himself. Dave Filoni, who's running the show. They, they debuted. They brought at, Grand Admiral Thrawn back. Yeah, at Star, Wars, Star Wars Celebration. They revealed him as revealed the villain of season, the villain of season three. three. 
and that Star was, Wars Rebels, which took place during during um, the uh, what was it in season three? Was that was that uh, when did Star Wars Rebels take place in terms of the timeline? That's uh, before episode four. Yeah, it was before four, right? Yeah. Yeah. So it was before episode four, um, where Grand Admiral Thrawn uh, was uh, was apparently a Grand Admiral before uh, the Death Star was even yeah uh, constructed. And obviously, we won't get into the Star Wars Rebel spoilers. Uh, suggest that if you haven't watched it, you do. I, I I would say if you can find a online, if you haven't watched Rebels or you haven't watched Clone Wars, even if you can find online a list of necessary episodes to watch, I would do that. Oh yeah, yeah, um, absolutely. It's not a show where you have to see every single episode. No, yeah, especially not Rebels. It. Yeah, I would never, I wouldn't um, even recommend it. <laughs> yeah, you know, but if you want to know who Grand Admiral Thrawn is, or you want to know who a little more about Ahsoka Tano, it, honestly, Star Wars Rebels, I mean, pretty much the first season, up, you know, maybe the, the premiere, the finale, are pretty much the only things you really need to see. But, right. <laughs> um, yeah, I agree. And then, you know, season two up, and then, then you can kind of pick and choose uh, what's important. But, um,. But yeah, I would suggest you do so because, you know, these characters now, I mean, Grand Animal Thrawn is going to be a huge factor going forward in the Star Wars universe, uh, in the Mandalorian universe or seems what like, have you. It definitely seems to imply um, that. So who's playing Grand Animal Thrawn? I mean, look, I'm, I'm throwing my hat in the ring for Matt Smith. You know, we thought he was playing him in Matt Skywalker. <laughs> All right, no, so no, it's not Matt Smith. Oh, <laughs> like, really? Um, my guess, and there's a lot of people out there that want... So the the two favorites on social media have been Michael Fassbender, who would be great. That's a very interesting pick. And Benedict Cumberbatch, who'd be great. But that's also an interesting. Pick. Those guys, I mean, look, that's that's those are lofty. Those are lofty gets. Um, yeah, those. I think those are lofty gets. Those are lofty gets. You know, I don't know what Disney's budget's like right now. Um, my guess is, and I'll be fine with it. I'm get, my guess is they get Lars Mikkelsen. Lord Mixon's a little older, but Thrawn's going to be a little older at this point. I mean, again, he's an alien, so we don't know how he's aging, but, you know, he's not going to be yeah. spring chicken at this point. So, um, I mean, he's, I, not gonna, uh, he's not going to be ancient, because I guess technically this is when the story, this is when Air Empire was written, <laughs> essentially. Now we're getting I mean, to that point. I mean, ideally, you'd get someone, there's going to be a lot, there has to be, obviously, a lot of prosthetics involved in individual... Yeah, visual stuff going on because he's gonna be f- completely blue. Um, the big red eyes, I feel like, because I feel like Cumberbatch in particular kind of has small eyes, just in terms of his facial structure. So I don't, I don't. I mean, they, they could do it with all the prosthetics and whatnot. I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure they'd be able to do it. Yo, Cumberbatch um, as Thrawn. I mean, anybody is Thrawn. <laughs> I'm losing it. The, yeah, it's, the blue, blue skin, black hair, red eyes. I'm just, I'm losing it when I see yeah, that guy. Yeah. I particularly like the 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 because um, they give him the uh, widow's peak also. Yes. Uh, which I think is is also pretty striking, and it adds. Um, it just adds to the to the. See, I just I type in gray, and the first thing that comes up is Grand Admiral Thrawn. When I search <laughs> on the internet, guys. <laughs> but um, but yeah, I mean they they I mean the the casting for Thrawn is going to be very important because Thrawn is 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 uh he has a kind of gravitas to him visually as well he has a just a white uniform which which is striking in itself the fact that he has an all-white uniform yes and all the officers around him generally are wearing black or gray yes and 
and I don't know. It's it's gonna be it's gonna be something else. Yeah, man. Honestly. Master strategist can fight. Um, I mean, he's just a great Star Wars villain. He, I thought he was very good in Rebels. Um, yeah, and then the end of Rebels. Oh, look, I think they may have held on to Thrawn a little too late and a little too long in Rebels. A little bit. I agree. I think he kind of wore out his welcome by the end. It was a little bit like, uh, you know, a little bit like Kuvira. <laughs> In, yeah, uh, bit of a cat and mouse for too long. Yeah, um, career in Legend of Korra, but eventually, but they did that for a reason because now we're now we're, we we are where we are now. Yeah, and um, beyond that, beyond the the Grand Admiral Throne reveal, we also got, um, you know, again after at the end of the episode, we had um, we had Ahsoka and Mando kind of going back and forth. You know, Mando. Telling her again, all right, you know, we did, we did, what you, we freed the people, we did what you wanted me to do, I did what you wanted me to do to train the kid, and so it was like, I can't do it, yep. which That's I will say, you. you know, I feel like this is happening a couple of times now in the season, where Mando is coming a little bit of a, of a of a consistent thing. Mando needs somebody to do something, or he needs something from somebody. They say, all right, I'll do it if you do this, and then he does it. And yeah, then and then they're like, it. nah, I can't do that. No, I'm just like, all right. <laughs> At some point, if you're Mando, like, I'm, I'm not, I'm not doing that. You know, like, <laughs> it's not you're, you're, you're just gonna, you're gonna back out anyway. Um, so yeah, she said I can't do it, but as a consolation, uh, go to Tython. Tython, which I know Shamari, Sheesh. very I mean, familiar, having, having played the old Star Wars, the Old Republic. Yeah, man, having uh, know the, the Darth nauseum. Bane, the Darth Bane story. Tython I- is a big. It's a big, it's a major player in the Star Wars universe. Yeah, Tython is Tython is a in terms of the, in terms of legends. I, don't, I mean, I don't know what's <laughs> what with regards to right. whatever is canon anymore. Disney is they're going to make Tython whatever they need Tython to be. Right, right, right. Um, but it was a very important planet in terms of the origin in the in the rise of the Jedi Order. Right, and where they've come from and um, where they're kind of where they're kind of I guess you can call it a quote unquote home planet uh, for the Jedi Order. And uh, uh, Tython, so it's very, yeah, that's gonna be very exciting uh, to see Tython. And I didn't know. I mean, look, and this and this is what you get when you have people that care about the fans, that care about the material, that aren't just trying to sell tickets, yeah, and get the butts in the seats. They're trying to really get the fans excited, get people excited, give them the content they want to see, and. And pay homage to all the other things that have come before. Now we're getting things places like Tython. I, I never, I never expected to see Tython. Never. I thought Tython was dead in the water. They were going to create another Exegol or whatever other random planet they want to make that's going to replace Tython in terms of the new canon. But no, they're just like, no, bring him to Tython. Um, but this is not, another thing I want to go back to. I'm glad you brought that up. So she wants him to bring the bring Grogu to Tython. Yes. Put Grogu on whatever the top is mountain, the highest mountain, or something like that. Yeah. And then just sit, have him sit there and see if a Jedi comes for him. Yes. And then, so yeah, it's, it, it, so his force. I guess some, there's going to be some sort of force signal. Yeah, some kind of force signal or something like that. Yeah. And that that she's pretty certain that a Jedi will come. Jedi out there that will come. Uh, looking for him. so does does she want him to like wait with him that's on tython that's what i would imagine i imagine okay. pretty cool. so i was like i was like what is she want him to leave leave yeah. grogu there alone <laughs> but um but yeah so all right that's another one 
you know, I mentioned before we had, uh, yeah, who, know, who, who do you think? Yeah. Who, gonna... Yeah. So who took first, we were like, all right, who took uh baby Yoda and, you know, hit him from Anakin mm-hmm. uh, from order 66. But then the other question is who took, or who's going to, who's going to get, get Grogu. Grogu. Man. I'm seeing all this nah. fan art, Kendall, of Mace Windu. Yeah, this could be a lot of people, man. This one is more <laughs> interesting. The other one is like, could be nobody, or it could be, you know. A lot of people are like, oh, is that what hearing all these people talk about? Ezra, Ezra Bridger. Ezra Bridger is probably the favorite right now, you know, for placing bets. I mean, if, if anyone is to come and get him, I honestly probably agree. He's probably. I would probably favorite. say Ezra Bridger, of the people I know are around. Yeah, we know he's alive. I know are, are able uh, to probably go places. This was a Dave Filoni written episode. And we already got we got Ahsoka and we got Thrawn, um, and we got Thrawn, you know, in this episode or at least reveals in this episode. So it's probably, you know, if we're taking those as hints, then Ahsoka, then Ezra has got to be at the top of the line. Yeah, you know, but there is a conversation. Who else is out there? You yeah. mentioned Mace Windu. Mace. We know Sam Jackson has talked about maybe wanting to portray he's, him he's again. Been dropping a lot of talking a lot of stuff Imagine about Mace Windu. Imagine if Samuel L. Jackson reprised Mace Windu at the end of Dude. It, it, he's not gonna be in this season. I just can't. It would have to be in this season, right? I mean, it could be next season, but uh, I don't. I can't yeah, imagine. Can you mean, if Sam Jackson. Jackson. He's also too old at this point. He's very old. I don't know what they would even do with him. Yeah. If, if, if Jackson did get Grogu. I would assume that that uh, that we're probably not going to see much of Grogu going forward. At least not in video form. Maybe we'll get into, like comic or game or something. But because Sam Jackson, he's he's very old. Yeah, you know? it would be it would be better if Sam Jackson were the one that that hit him and like you got maybe a cameo from Sam Jackson doing that. Like, oh, he was still alive and he hit Grogu with the Jedi Temple from the Jedi Temple. Like that would be kind of it'd be like a little weird. Like why did he just do Grogu? But I mean, you said it about anybody. Um. I by the way I think Yoda is the one that hit Grogu. That's my that's my guess. Mm. Um, I'm not sure how that fits in the Revenge of the Sith timeline. I have to watch that again. But um, yeah, I mean I was wondering because I thought Yoda was fighting Palpatine. Or yeah, something. exactly. So yeah, that doesn't mean. I mean when he went back and and he confronted. I thought I thought the Order sixty six quote unquote was technically kind of sort of over. Well, not well. I mean it, it didn't never really ended, but like just in <laughs> terms of like it like the the. The, the Jedi Temple, Temple scene. Yeah, that was over. I thought that was kind of over before yeah. Yoda even got there. Yeah, Mace Windu makes more sense from a chronological standpoint. Yeah, so I was like, I mean, unless Yoda told someone, "Find Grogu," right? Yeah, maybe, find Grogu. Yeah, maybe. Which I guess is, I guess is uh, possible. Right. That yeah, that was that, was, that was the voice. Find <laughs> Grogu. <laughs> um, <laughs> so no, so um, my guess again, Ezra the favorite, but you mentioned Mace Windu as a possibility. Right. Some people throwing out Cal Kestis. If oh you've my played, god! If you've played Jedi Fallen if Cal Order. Cal Kestis finds Grogu. If 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 kind of what if Grogu is in is in Fallen Order too? Wow! So Shamari. Grogu, so Shamari. What if, what if Grogu playing is five a, dimensional chess? Right what now? if he's a playable character in Jedi Fallen Order too? Wow! Shamari is he's breaking the internet right now. So. <laughs> Okay, again. In terms of percentage chances, I give that probably a five percent. For chance. people that don't know, I don't think that's likely. Cal Kestis is the main character it, uh, of Star Wars Jedi, Jedi Fallen Order, Order uh, the EA game, and he's portrayed by Cameron Monaghan. 
who was obviously Jerome Velasca, a.k.a. Joker in Gotham. Joker in Gotham. Check out Gotham if you haven't seen Gotham. Obviously a great actor. And we know Managnan, again, he's a great actor. And he can easily, you know, transfer to The Mandalorian. Um, it'd be mm-hmm. very exciting if we saw him. I think a lot of people would lose their minds if he was in... The game is very, it's a popular game. Um, so <laughs> there'd be a lot of people excited. And then you talk about that cross-promotion. I mean, the, the second, the sequel of that game, if, if coming off of The Mandalorian, if he is like the main character, or one of the main characters, Grogu, then, yeah, that game is like, it's, I mean, it's just, it's cyberpunk big. Like, it's breaking the, it's breaking the internet big. It's God of War big. Like it's a must get. Yeah, it's, at that point, it's huge. You know, baby. This is the Yoda? first time we're getting some kind of cross TV. Yeah, like video game like story. Video game story. Tie-in. <laughs> Direct tie-in. Wow. Um, I don't know how. See, that would be kind of like it would feel a little bit like a waste of. Grogu. I feel like, and I feel like that would. I mean, if I'm being honest, I feel like that would because uh, when you talk about people talk about Grogu's story and oh, we gotta see him grow up and we gotta see him right, develop right, and right. stuff. I'm like, what is? What's that budget gonna be? They're gonna have to. They're gonna have to make him CG to some extent. If we're right. gonna see him, if we're gonna see him using his lightsaber to do much of anything, right? Because Yoda's species is small. Yes. Like we know <laughs> that just from seeing Yoda. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Baby Yoda's already tiny, but he ain't gonna grow that much, huh? And Yaddle, right? Yaddle, and all these other. <laughs> you know, so they're all small. They're tiny. They're a tiny species. All right. So if he's gonna be using his lightsaber, he's gonna be. He's going to be going up against people that are much bigger than him. I mean, he's not going to be using a defensive style. He's going to be jumping around. He may be not flipping around quite as much as Yoda, but he's going to be jumping around. I mean, is I mean, is that what we're going to see? In, I feel like I feel like that would be much easier to do in animation or in gaming. So, I mean, I wouldn't necessarily. I don't think that would really really be a bad idea. Um, I do. Now, I don't think that's likely. I'll put it right now. Yeah, Kyle Kessler. I really is, don't. He's not I, leading. He's not the leader. I think he's ahead of Mace Windu in terms of being more likely. But, probably, yeah. But I would say so. I, to me, he's number three on the list. I think Ezra's number so one. Ezra and then who? Tega. Sabine? What? Well, no, Sabine can't sense the force. Yeah, um, I was going to say, how, how is she pulling that up? Uh, Jeez, uh, someone to take. Um... I don't know, Maul? Is Maul your guess? <laughs> I don't know. I, don't know. I mean, I don't know. Is he still around at that point? Or did Obi-Wan take him out by then? Yeah, Obi-Wan took him out. Yeah, you're right. Obi-Wan did take him out. Yeah, that's a bad guess. Um, uh, Use the Force. Oh, he's, oh, so you think Obi-Wan? No. Oh, Luke Skywalker. Oh, you Luke. Okay. I think Luke Skywalker may be the one to take Grogu. At the beginning of Luke's... Uh, Jedi Academy. Ah, I see. I think that could be an interesting story. Now, then people ask, who's playing Luke? Are we getting some sort of another CGI situation? Or are we getting... The guy! Sebastian, Sebastian Stan. Stan! The fan casting of Luke Skywalker. If you don't not, you don't know who Sebastian Stan is, he played the Winter Soldier. Then get out of your rock. In, in, no, all right, calm down. <laughs> Calm down, Kendall. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't know who Sebastian Stan is, he played the Winter Soldier in the Marvel yeah, Cinematic Universe. Soldier. 
Um, you watch the Captain America movies that came out recently. Yeah. He did a fantastic job in the role. And people, obviously he looks like Mark Hamill. Yeah, people have pointed out he looks like Mark Hamill. Yeah. In terms of Mark Hamill from the, the original yeah, movies. he looks like a young Mark Hamill. He looks like a young Mark Hamill. If you, yeah. want to, if you want to have a young Luke Skywalker, Mark Hamill even is on board with having Sebastian Stan play a young Mark Hamill. Yeah. And he's a big, he's a big enough actor to play to play Luke Skywalker. He's easily, a big but he's not actor. like too big to where it's like yeah, I don't know if you can really get him to play Luke. Like, right. I mean, he's already in the Disney family. If we had a Sebastian Stan be the one to pick up Grogu, again, it would have to be. It, that's what I, I. To me, it has to be Ezra because he's the only character that like. Unless we don't see it, that's the thing. If we don't see it this season, it could be anybody. It could be a lot of people. If we're getting it this season, I find it hard to believe that Sebastian Stan or anybody is playing Luke Skywalker in this season that we don't that we haven't heard about. Ezra even seems unlikely, but Ezra seems like the one person like yeah, you could probably keep that under wraps and, and him still show up as someone else. Why do you think if it's not this season, it could be anybody? Because now it has there's time for them to actually cast somebody. Oh, I see. Like we haven't I gotten any notice about anything. I feel like this would get out. I mean, the Ahsoka thing they couldn't keep under the wraps. Right. You know, what makes me think that Sebastian Stan is just going to show up in The Mandalorian? I mean, that would be ridiculous in terms of the hype, in terms of, like, the reveal. I mean, even the fact that Luke would be in it would be crazy. But then, like, oh, by the way, also Sebastian Stan's in the show. I mean, they wanted to do that with, with Rosario Dawson. So maybe I'm I'm underestimating them. Like, they wanted to do that, but they couldn't they couldn't get it out. So, yeah, my, my guess, Ezra's the favorite, but I think, Luke, there's a good chance. From a story perspective, Luke actually makes more sense. I agree, actually. I think Luke makes a lot more sense. Um, because, like, what's Ezra even doing? Exactly. Yeah, why why, is, why does he want Ezra? Though, he though that's not to say I'm not curious to know what Ezra is doing. Right, and we'll get that. I, I think we will, yeah, with, with Bo-Katan and Ahsoka. I mean, the next person, the next person on the list is Ezra. Yeah. What's Ezra doing? Actually, Ezra is honestly before Bo-Katan. Yes, I'm much yeah, more. Curious, like, I'm, really, <laughs> I'm much more curious to know what Ezra's doing. You could argue some people, maybe even more than Ahsoka, for some some rebels. I guess if you're a big rebels fan, um, but yeah, Ezra, I really want to know what Ezra's been up to. So I agree, honestly. I think Ezra's at the top of the list in terms of it, who's the Jedi that were to come get him. I would say we're probably going to get an Ezra. Ezra, I was going to say Ezra Miller, and Ezra Bridger <laughs> casting. Um, Still, uh, the only thing about the Grogu thing is just like, where is he in anything? Where is he in the sequel trilogy? I guess again, no. I guess you don't you don't need to be there like at all times, but like you would feel like at this point, like he would be a bigger player in the Star Wars universe. For him to like not be mm-hmm. a part of the the New Republic at all, as far as we know. Mm-hmm. You know, or him be a part of the resistance at all? Now they show the Jedi Academy in Kylo Ren's, uh, in his thingy, right? In his original thing, Grogu is nowhere to be found, right? Uh, which no mention is of him. no mention of him uh, at all. <laughs> no oh, the little green guy in the background. <laughs> like, oh, oh ever since we lost old good old Grogu, yeah, you know, like you know, no mention of him at all. Um, now that. Does not necessarily mean. Not, I have to. I have to go back and check and see. Did they mention any other people that were in the academy before, or were in it and left, or any anything like that? Um, but how vague were they? You know, were they vague enough to where it's like, yeah, <laughs> you could still be in it, right? Didn't mention him. 
Do they mention yeah. anybody? Like, I don't know. Yeah, that's just so my question know. about any all of this. Is like, is he really that off the beaten path? Maybe it's possible. He's kind of off the beaten path now, but like at some point, when we start getting hit more of his character when he's older, like he's gonna have to have a real story. Yeah. And then, and then you look at episode nine, and you're like, where was Grogu? I don't know. These yeah. are questions, but yeah, I mean, I, I mean, if I, if 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 this were just fan casting, fan, what do you want to happen? Man, the more I think about that Cal Kestis thing, man, that'll be insane. <laughs> That's in terms of a fan thing, and I'm a gamer, so I'm biased. Right, right, right. So I want to play as Grogu right. in Fallen Order too. So I'm biased in that in that respect. Right. But that that wouldn't be as massive in terms of just Star Wars and the universe in general. I actually think probably a lot of people would be disappointed if I'm being completely honest with you. I think a lot of people would be disappointed. A lot of people would have been like, oh, I thought it was Luke," or oh, "I thought it was Ezra." You know, instead we get some video game kid. <laughs> that I, don't, I don't know and I don't care about. I, I don't. I don't. People, I, I people, that, people that aren't gamers. Uh like if you're a Star Wars fan that's not a gamer. Yeah, I mean you're probably a little disappointed. I can see that. Um, Is there like that's where this story was going? Is going yeah, to a video game? Yeah, just to promote a video game. And trying to trying to sell copies of a video game. That's where Mandalorian was going. So I think some people are probably going to be disappointed, but in terms of as a fan, that's what I want. I think it would make. I think it would be a good twist. I think it would make sense. I don't think it wouldn't make sense. Yeah, I'm putting my money. I'm putting my money on Luke. Really? I think he's a good money. I don't think he's the favorite, but I think, you know, yeah, I mean, again, you're playing the odds. <laughs> you're more likely to win more money putting the money on Luke, and I think it makes more sense. I'm going by what actually makes sense. I mean, Luke makes more sense than Ezra. Ezra is very random. It's very random for Ezra to show up. I mean, if Ezra is that powerful, where has he been? What's he been yeah. doing? We need a whole. We need a whole other thing about what yeah. Ezra's been doing. And it's a good way to take Grogu out of like the show and just just kind of write him out of the show and write him out of like the universe essentially. Not not completely, but just like if Ezra shows up. No, like if 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 he goes with Luke. Then, like, you don't have to worry about, like, you'll eventually still have to tell stories, but, like, you have to worry about, oh, now Grogu's in the in the Ezra show, or Grogu's in the Ahsoka <laughs> show. Like, no, he's with Luke. That's a good point. You know? No, like, I mean, yeah, you're right. You still have to tell stories. Yeah, you still have to tell stories, but you don't have to worry about, like, the immediate, like, future. Of, Backlash. Like, yeah, yeah. Of, like, well, all right, so now where does he where, Where's my Grogu content? Right, exactly. Yeah. You know, like, he has a very, very obvious future. Um... It's just who's playing Luke. And again, I mean, Sebastian Stan is the obvious person. Uh, I don't even know if they should call anyone else. You know, I mean, the only other person you call him is Hamill. You know, like, oh, Hamill, I mean, you want to do prosthetics or de aging. But if we're not doing that, then yeah, it's got to be, it's got to be Stan. Yeah, I mean, if, if they do do Luke, it has to be Stan. I don't think it can be anybody else. Yeah. If I'm being completely honest, there's one, I mean, the one that looks more like there's Luke no one that looks more like Luke Skywalker. Anyone else, we're gonna be like, yeah, but not not Sebastian. There's Stan. no actor. I can. I, I'm sure there's other actors that look vaguely like Luke, but no one that has like the same kind of face as Luke. Yeah. In the way that Sebastian Stan is, or no, no one that's to that caliber of an actor. Right. That I can say. Right. Exactly. Sure. That I'm pretty. No one sure that about. can handle the character. No one that can handle that character like that than Sebastian Stan. <laughs> you know. So hopefully, you know, I don't want to see Joseph Gordon-Levitt, you know, playing <laughs> Skywalker. Yeah, come on, you know, you know, you need 
as Sebastian Stan, I feel like at this point, it's it's almost yeah. I mean, look, I mean, come on, Keno show me now another image, fan image of Sebastian Stan as Luke. I mean, at this point, it's almost um, it's almost uh, what? Uh, geez, what's the the guy from the Office? Jim from the Office? Yeah, Halpert. Uh, <laughs> Halpert. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jim Halpert from the Office. Oh uh, man, it's almost. I forget his name. Why am I forgetting his name? Um, married oh Krasinski <laughs> yeah John uh, John, yeah, John Krasinski <laughs> it's almost like John Krasinski to to Mr. Fantastic for the Fantastic He's apparently in conversations apparently in conversations so we'll talk about that on Hero Talk everybody yeah. if you listen if, but it's almost like that in terms of the fan castings of people a fan casting becoming a reality I think Rosario Dawson was kind of like that a little bit too because people have been fan casting Rosario Dawson as Ahsoka for yeah. many years now yeah um, but I think this is another one of the Sebastian Stan. I feel like Sebastian Stan may even be a little bit, probably not even a little bit. I'd say a lot more than Rosario Dawson as a Soka. Yeah, because there were so many people that could play a Soka. Yeah, she's an alien. She's an alien, exactly. Yeah, you know, she she's one of the person that made. But Sebastian people. Stan, to many people already in their heads, is young Luke. Yeah. Period. Point blank. If anyone else is playing Luke, they will not accept it. Yeah. So, yeah, it's so I think they have to. Cast Sebastian Stan as Luke if they want to do a young Luke, which I don't think they have to do. Um, because I know a lot of people will be very touchy about a young Luke. A lot of people were very touchy about old Luke in in the Last Jedi. Yeah, a lot of people were t- very touchy about old Luke in the Last Jedi. They didn't like how he was written. They, you know, were boycotting Star Wars. You know, and they were boycotting Disney Star Wars. It, it was it was a very people had a very visceral response to that Luke Skywalker. So I mean, if this young Luke Skywalker isn't isn't what people would want, and then you think about the Han Solo thing, you know? Huh? You think about the Han Solo, Alden Ironreich people kind of yeah, like Han Solo, Alden Ironreich their eyes at that. Yeah, saying he's not Harrison no, Ford. No, I. I it, I, I mean, he's fine. I thought I thought he did a good job. Yeah, I personally. thought he did a very good job. He, he didn't take me out of it. I wasn't like, oh, this isn't Han. It's like he's a character, right. I which, mean, which I was never. I was never that. I was never that dedicated to Harrison <laughs> Ford, Han Solo in right. that way. You know, there are people out there. They, there are people out there that are. Yeah, you know, but I was never like that for Han Solo. Too right. I was like, I would have been that upset if anyone else were playing Han Solo. Right. Um, but some people were very, very upset with it. I actually think he, he, in terms of people in general, I think that enough people didn't have an issue with it. Yeah. Um, Cal Kestis is another one that if you, if it was him, like it could easily be Cameron Agnew in, in the finale or something like that showing up like that is very possible. Sebastian Stan, I just, be, I would be shocked if we saw him this season. Yeah. Next season, possible. This season, uh, not holding my breath. Ezra could be a mystery casting, and that could be a cap on the wraps. I don't think you can keep a Luke Skywalker being casted under wraps. I don't know if it's worth it. I think Luke Skywalker is the kind of character that if you said he was in The Mandalorian, like, I mean, people might subscribe to Disney Plus. Yeah, I agree with that too. You know, I mean, that he's that big of a character. <laughs> now, I mean, maybe like it's just a cameo, but then, I mean, you're not casting someone as Luke Skywalker for five seconds. You know, if you bring in Sebastian Stan, then that's where something else probably also. Yeah. So, I mean, that that's something where you want that out there. You know, you don't want to keep that under wraps. So, I don't know. Um, or it could be a thing where once they reveal it, then he's a plastered all over yeah, Disney+. Yeah, it's all over the place, yeah. Yeah, maybe they don't want to, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of possibilities. Again, I'm putting the 
I'm putting my 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 chips on on Luke Skywalker. Mm-hmm. We'll see where where it happens. You're 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 going with what Ezra? Uh, I think Ezra's you're most hoping likely. it's Cal Kestis, but hoping it's Cal Kestis. I don't think it's Cal Kestis. <laughs> I I'm I I would guess it's Ezra. I feel like Ezra. And Ezra's I, plenty exciting. I mean, they yeah. look Filoni has clearly has a lot of stake in the show. Yeah, he clearly has a lot of pull in the show. Bo Katan showed up. Ahsoka showed up. Those are Filoni characters. Yes. Who else is a Filoni character? Ezra Bridger. Yeah. I think I think he's next on the list personally. I think I think he's probably going to show up. If and again, I encourage everyone out there to watch Rebels. Um, Ezra Bridger was the main character of Star Wars Rebels, which I'm sure you, if you're listening to the show, you've probably heard us talk about a lot. And I did not like Ezra Bridger at first, which I made very obvious. A lot of people didn't like Ahsoka. Yeah. Uh, yeah, a lot of people. Yeah. Did. I didn't like Ahsoka yeah, at first. A lot of people didn't like Ahsoka at first. I didn't like Ahsoka at first. I I watched the. I remember when the show debuted. I yeah. watched the show. I watched the movie, initial movie. Yeah. And I watched the show, and I didn't like it, and I stopped watching it. Yeah. And then it it, it it came out again on Netflix, and I was bored, and I was like, all right, let me just watch this, and I couldn't stop watching. It was so amazing. I just watched the whole series through, and Ahsoka was just. It's a character you just grow to love. Yeah. And uh, you know. And I mean, this most recent run. I mean, oh, some of yeah. the stuff in Rebels with Ahsoka, the that the last That's, four episodes of Clone Wars oh, with yeah. Ahsoka, oh. just honestly the entire last season of Clone Wars with Ahsoka, just amazing, amazing, amazing content, story. amazing, amazing, the best of Star Wars. Yes, the best of, Star and that, Wars. that's what I want to get to because I know there are some people out there that are like that. They said that this was the best. This is the best Disney Star Wars content of all time. This last episode that we just got, and mm-hmm. it, I, while it was a it was a spectacular episode, I don't think it was as good as the Clone Wars, the end of the Clone, Wars. which says a lot. It's a hot take, but again, it's a little Dave Filoni. He's like, I don't care. All right, yeah, <laughs> right. All right, yeah, it wasn't as good as my other thing, you know. But but right, it, I don't think he's saying that. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but no, yeah. I mean, that Clone Wars was that good. Anyone that hasn't seen it, it is that good. Yeah, but it was. Yeah, that was really something. To be right. Cool. But it was. And then again, some of the Rebel stuff. But regardless, like all of the best Disney Star Wars stuff that we've seen has come from Dave Filoni. And what I think that that tells me is that Dave Filoni, again, I said it earlier, but he has a much better handle on like balancing like what is because I know there's there was a lot of there's a lot of talk in 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 with the the sequel trilogy movies that you know you don't want to you go you want to make it watchable for everybody. You know you don't want to get you know you don't want to be too intricate in terms of the detail, in terms of the Star Wars lore, you're going to lose some people. You know, if you start talking about, you know, if you start throwing all these Easter eggs that people don't understand, you start doing all this stuff, you got to make it, um, you got to make it something that everybody, for everyone to enjoy. And we got it, but it was, it was kind of, it was kind of boring in a lot of respects. Filoni understood that what you have to do is you have to make people excited. And if you get, if you get the core base excited, the other people on the periphery are gonna be like, "Oh, what's who's this Grand Admiral Thrawn guy?" Clearly, everyone's going crazy about him. Oh, this is Hulatana look kind of interesting. Maybe I gotta watch this other thing now. You can't just you can't just say, "Oh, people won't get it." Oh, just Luke Luke Han Leia, Imagine Millennium Falcon. With Ahsoka Tano, <laughs> look at yeah, exactly right. Like Ahsoka Tano, they didn't do anything that special with her in terms of like they didn't tell some super deep story. She just debuted, and it was the craziest thing we've seen all year in Star Wars. 
Imagine if she would have been in the Rise of Skywalker. We got we got just her a hint of her voice in the sequel trilogy, and people were losing their minds like Ahsoka. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I heard Ahsoka. That was like the coolest thing in the Rise of Skywalker, or whatever movie I think it was the Rise of Skywalker. Like the fact that we the fact that we couldn't get that in this movie, or I mean, we, the fact that we we couldn't get those moments in in the sequel trilogy where we had like actual real callbacks and actual real like you know like, intricate Star Wars Easter eggs rather than just a bunch of kind of just fluff. You know, like, Filoni gets it. Filoni understands, like, you put these little things in, people are going to understand, and people are going to understand. If they don't, then it's only going to push them into looking at stuff that will that they will understand, So, or then they will understand. So, I don't know. I mean, again, stuff like Grand Admiral Thrawn, like, that is, you know, or the, 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 the Baby Yoda, Grogu storyline, like, that stuff that I don't think they're ever gonna. They would ever put that in, in the sequel trilogy movies. I don't think they would have thought that it was, it was, it was worth it. I don't think they would have thought that it was interesting enough for the general audience. But for the Mandalorian, it's fine. And you know right. what? It was way more interesting in the Mandalorian than it was for anybody that, um, that watched Rise of Skywalker. The Mandalorian's been way more interesting. So, yep. Filoni understands. Yeah. Filoni understands don't, You don't have to be scared of Star Wars. Exactly. You don't have to be scared of embracing the, the, the prequels, and embracing legends. And he understands if you have a good story, you've got nothing to worry about. People will watch. People, People will watch. There are parts of Star Wars that I may not love. Right. I may not love Rey as a character. Right. There's a good story that has Ray in it. I'll love it. Yes. I'm not I'm not just completely averse to everything involving Ray for from now until the end of time. If there's a great story that has Ray in it, I will embrace it wholeheartedly. It's Star Wars. I want good content. Period point blank. So I mean, they have to stop with this with this uh, trying to appeal to the to fan rage and try, being scared of fan rage. It's like if you have a good story, tell a good story. Stop telling the same story five million times. That's not what fans want. You'll, I mean, yeah, you'll get nostalgia, some nostalgia stuff, but eventually it'll get old and people get tired of it, and you have to just move on to something else. Is that what they want to do to Star Wars? They want to just use it up as much as they can and then just dump it for something else? No, you continue to build on it. And I'm glad that seems that it seems to to be like that's what. Um, or they're at least allowing, Dave, giving Dave Filoni the opportunity and John Favreau the opportunity to do that, to create new content, to build on, and to build on the content that's already been created um, by George Lucas and Dave Filoni and John Favreau now. Um, so yeah, this is very very exciting. Um, I mean, I mean, kind of we're in uncharted territory now. I mean, we're getting a Grand Admiral Thrawn live action. We're getting it. We're getting. We have a live action Ahsoka Tano. We have a live action Bo Katan. We're getting a live action Tython and Jedi Order, and we have live live action lightsaber combat on TV. This is uncharted territory. This is very very exciting stuff. And yeah, I just we're in a whole new era now. Yeah, this is a new era. And Dave Filoni, look, I mean. He's the guy, man. You know, we we talked about him with animation, but the question was, look, I mean, animation is one thing, but 
can he actually direct live action? And, you know, he had some, he may have had, like, you know, some growing pains to some people in his, in the, in season one. Right. His episodes, some people didn't like it and whatever. But this season, clearly, you know, he, I mean, that was his first time directing live action in, right. in season one. Yeah. And now, look, he's got it, man. He understands it. And yeah. they have to give him a show. He he gets Star Wars. Him and Favreau get Star Wars more than anyone else in the company. They do. It's obvious. You know, it's he's, it's very he's Lucas's 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 heir apparent. Yeah, he's heir apparent. And man, I mean, you know, and I don't want to again. You don't want to overstate this stuff, but again, every, all the best things from Star Wars have come from Dave Filoni in the last like five years. <laughs> like exactly. That's not a coincidence, man. That's not a coincidence. The best episode of Mandalorian, the the and everything else has been good. It's coming from Dave Filoni, and then maybe you would give J.J. Abrams, uh, you know, uh, you give him some credit for Force Awakens, and you give, right. but then again, you only give him a partial credit because then he he, he had no plan going forward, <laughs> afterwards, and then and again you give Gareth Edwards and the people that did Rogue One some credit, right? But beyond that, everyone else has been average. And yeah. so I, I don't know, but regardless, Shamari, uh, you know, I guess we're at the time for grades. We are at the time for grades. What's your, uh, what's your rating on this episode, Shamari? Um, I mean, this is, I mean, this, this episode, episode five, the Jedi. I mean, I guess nine point six. Okay, but about as I mean, it's it's a it, this is a fantastic. You got lightsabers, you got Jedi, you have Grand Admiral Thrawn name drops, you got Mando, you got action, you have lore, Baby Yoda lore, Jedi purge lore, it has everything you want. Yeah, I'm <laughs> yeah, I'm going ten out of ten. You're going you're going ten out of ten. Yeah, I know. I've been I've been. Uh... The only reason I didn't go ten out of ten is because we didn't get. A lightsaber, <laughs> actual lightsaber fight. You're right. That's, that's about the only yeah, thing that was missing. Yeah, like, it could go higher in theory. <laughs> I mean, if, if the Inquisitor showed up or something, <laughs> yeah, I give it to you. Like, in theory, it could have been better. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, it, it like, it, I guess in theory, it could have been better, but, like, my expectations aren't any higher for anything from the Mandalorian. Like, this is, couldn't have asked for anything more. I mean, Ahsoka, being what it was, you know, she was... She was great. Um, everything that we expected from her, we got. But then even we got more. You know, if this was just yeah, Ahsoka, and then that's it, then that would have been that would have been fine. I mean, that still probably got him a nine. But then you get the Baby Yoda backstory, which is great. Baby Yoda backstory. You get the Thrawn get stuff, Thrawn. which is great. You get the tease into what we what we may see in the future. Like it's just so much that they that we that they hit us with in this episode. I, I gotta give it a ten. I'm I'm gonna be the the dunk contest judge. Let's give the fifty on the fifth on the second dunk that I see. Fifty, um, you know, in the first round, I'm giving them a fifty. I know there's a whole other round of episodes to go, but no, I can't imagine seeing someone do a better dunk than that. So yeah, I don't know. I'm giving it. I'm giving this a ten out of ten. Uh, if there's a better episode, then I'd be shocked. If Sebastian Stan shows up. Yeah, if Sebastian Stan shows hour. up, then I may have to go 11. But, <laughs> um, but yeah, assuming that doesn't happen, then I don't know if we'll see a better episode. So, yeah, I got to give them their credit. Dave Filoni, legend. Um, he's a he's a Star Wars Hall of Famer at this point. Um, and hopefully we get more of him in the future. I think we will, not hopefully, we will get more of him in the future, but hopefully it's soon. Yeah, I mean... 
I hope it's very soon. I feel like it's it has to it's oncoming. If they and I said this to you before the show. If they do an Ahsoka show, Filoni needs to be the head. No one else has any business running that show, <laughs> running that show. To be honest, um, I mean it'd be. In, I feel like at this point it would be it would behoove Lucasfilm not to want Dave Filoni to work on a project, a live action project, because he's he's knocking it out of the park. I know animation is his baby. Didn't he say? Isn't he working on something animation going on forward? Or is he? Did he say he was working on a project going forward? Is that what he said? Um, I feel like he may have just said a project. Or he's working on something. Yeah, I don't think we knew if it was animation. We assumed it was animation. Yeah. Now, well, no. Did, well, yeah. He well. Or did he? I think we. We are getting something animated. We're getting Brad Bad Batch. Bad Batch. Oh no! Yeah, we're getting Bad Batch, which is Filoni. And is, that is that is Filoni? Yeah. That's okay. All right. So we so know he's working on. It. I mean. Maybe I'm wrong on that, but... I mean, uh, you would think it, would, it is. If it's not Filoni, then, I mean, well, why? wow, Lucasfilm. <laughs> How'd you mess that one up? I mean, I would I would forgive them if Filoni's working on Ahsoka instead. <laughs> then I'd be like, okay, no, all right. Yeah, no, nah, that's Filoni. Bad Batch, uh, executive produced. Executive produced? Is he showrunning? Uh, I would assume that's the same thing, but... I mean, Filoni was technically in charge of, of Resistance, but he wasn't running the show. Or he wasn't, you know... Right, he wasn't sure around that one. Right. Um, I mean, he's at the he's at he's 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 at the top of the. Okay. Everyone that's working on this worked on uh, at least Rebels, or Clone Wars, or both, including Flo. All right. One well, person, we'll Jennifer see. Corbett, worked on only Resistance, but. Yeah. So yeah, Bad right. Batch well, is pretty much the same crew. Yeah. All right. So pretty much the same crew. So I don't know. We'll see. We'll see if he's if he's working on uh. If he ends up working on Ahsoka. If they do, if they are doing an Ahsoka show, oh, yeah, he's, yeah, he's doing that, yeah. Should be the head of that. Yeah, period. he's doing that. And I, honestly, I think Ahsoka, I think the Ahsoka show is whatever we're getting from Thrawn and Ezra as well. Which is going to be great. It's just going to be, I think it's going to be a Rebels, a literal, literally a Rebel sequel, but in live action, which is going to be crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Which, which oh my God. You want to talk Buckle about up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a, that's really a buckle up. Buckle up. Let me buy my tickets to Galaxy's Edge. <laughs> and you get a Grogu. And you get a Grogu. Uh, yeah, drink some blue milk. <laughs> Go to uh, Canto Bite. Gamble. Play some Sabat. But, um, but yeah. I think it was about time to wrap up the show. Um, yeah, this is, a, this is a little bit longer of an episode, but we had a lot to discuss. I didn't get to review the books yet. I know I keep saying I, I am going to. And I am going to. Uh, but it's just a lot of stuff going on in Star Wars. Um, I'll have a Thrawn review for you guys soon. Uh, you know, spoiler alert, I loved it, but I'll have, I'll have a review, official review, and that'll be even more important now, by the way, since we're getting Thrawn uh, in live action. I can speculate maybe on where I think they may be going with that. Yeah. Um, so that'll be an interesting discussion. And we'll, uh, we're also going to talk about uh, comics, and you'll also get a Star Wars Squadrons review coming up as well. I have a feeling this next episode isn't, isn't going to be as crazy, so we should have more space to fill in with other stuff. Uh, but that'll do it for this show. Thank you all so much for listening. I'm your host, Shamari, joined by Kendall, and we will see you guys next time. Peace.